Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the New Media Show. My name is Todd Cochran, and it's been a while since, well, it feels like a while. It's only been a couple of weeks since we've done one of these, but we're up on Blab. We're up on YouTube. We're everywhere, Rob, this morning. Good morning. How are you? Well, Todd, you pulled off a, a, a miracle here to be able to, <laughs> to get all this lined up. I can't believe you actually did it. It's and, and amazing. The, and the video back to you is actually in HD. So the- uh, Amazing. <laughs> Uh, it's amazing what a thousand dollars will do <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, but uh hey everyone good morning and welcome we have a got a great show lined up for you today we've got lots to talk about and uh i'm going to be back and forth between a couple of monitors so um rob if you'll watch the blab chat <laughs> yeah that's I, exactly what i'm doing already then i yeah. can come back and concentrate on the the other stuff so, um, how, first of all, how was your trip to, to Italy? Uh, it was great. It was great. It was a great trip. I spent a, a couple of extra days. Uh, I went to, to Venice and Florence. Yeah. And then I went back to Bologna and then uh, flew back just a couple of days ago. So I've only been back a couple of days. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it was a great trip. I got to spend a lot of good time with the, the Spricker team and planning, planning what we're going to do next. and. And just actually just had a lot of fun with everybody there. So it was just, uh, it's truly a retreat. Plus it's a, it's a business, business thing for the well, company. So, well, good. And, uh, you know, I, my daughter was, uh, over in that area as well. She was in Italy at the time. She's still in Germany on her vacation, but I'm a pretty proud papa this morning. I had some big news yesterday. I know. I saw that. Yeah. I, I've known this has been coming. Her boyfriend called me a, couple of weeks ago and uh we had the dad to possible future son-in-law discussion <laughs> uh gave oh, him did you now yes so, so what kind of advice did you give him oh i gave curious. him some advice i gave him a threat <laughs> oh did you now hey you, you're not gonna be papa unless you're like you mess this up i'm gonna kick your ass you know you, you have to have that discussion right <laughs> yeah well that's true it's it's a it's a reality moment for him, right? Yeah. Yes. And he, not that I, you know, let's be honest, he's a rugby player. He's a pretty tough dude. So I might have to bring a few friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, hopefully it'll never uh, come to that, right? Yes. <laughs> and, uh, he's, uh, he's, he works with Citibank and, uh, he's doing good things over there. So, uh, at least, you know, he's got a JLB, he's educated and, um, you know, and I, <laughs> Rob, yeah, that's, I had a, when I was getting ready to get married with Shoko, uh, her, her father had asked me, uh, some very detailed questions about my banking situation. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Geez. So I didn't go as deep, but we had a little finance talk too. So, uh, um, you know, you just got to make sure that, uh, young lad is able to, uh, to, uh, support and pull his uh, weight, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pull his weight and not have to call me for a check. So, uh, <laughs> Not in, 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 in all honesty, not that they have, they've been fine for, no, yeah. no, no, I'm sure. So I'm sure. Uh, and if, if they had, had a need, you would probably help them anyway. Right. So. Right. So yeah. the one thing I did tell him, I says, you got one shot, but on this proposal thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, what's your plan? And he, he kind of stumbled a little bit. said, no, that's, that's not the right answer. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, he's got to earn it. Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, she texted me yesterday after the proposal and, uh, 
uh, sent me some pictures of the big. I know he he went out on the rock. I'm going to tell you, I haven't I, just from the picture, things massive. But um, the uh, yeah, yeah I, was, I was like, wow, uh, good for him, uh, good for her. So yeah. uh, the, uh, the first thing I asked her is, did he do it right? Did he good do, do a good job? She says, yeah, he did, Dad. So it was it was fun. But anyway, so yeah, wedding bells are a bride to be. Uh, we'll we'll see how this goes. But anyway, that's here and there. But uh, yes, you couldn't have yesterday. Uh, you couldn't have had. I couldn't have had a better day. So, um. But anyway, we're there's lots of stuff in the news. There's some stuff in the news about PodTrack. There's some stuff in the news. We're going to talk today a little heavily about um, this Edison research piece that uh, just came out and the briefing. And that's probably what most of the folks are in the Slack room are wanting to hear and um, and talk about um you know what. Uh, what it is and I, i'm rob i'm running just a little bit behind so i'm going to bring up your twitter oh, come on sorry that doesn't page exist oh yes it helps if i spell rob greenly right <laughs> <laughs> the one with, with two e's yeah, i didn't create uh, m- multiple versions of my twitter account under different spellings no. yeah the one with two e's is available there rob so is it now yeah oh, so wow. so I don't think you've got the link to it, but you've got a link to the graphic. Um, and I guess that's what's important. So let, one thing that's cool about being back and having the studio stuff here where we can do some stuff is I can bring this up on the screen. Yeah, you can. Yes. You've got that, that uh, fancy, fancy yes. TriCaster there that can so, uh, do all sorts of magic. All right. So let's... If it'll load, okay, here we go. So the uh, the thing that's gotten everyone in a tizzy, and again, welcome everyone, um, is, and again, this is at Edison slash Triton. I don't know if Triton's a sponsor or if they're the underwriter of this or what, but um, method of listening to podcasts. And click on podcast and listen immediately, 79%. Again, this is a asking a listener how they are. If correct me if I'm wrong, because we don't want to. I don't want necessarily make sure we're we're framing this right. And I, I I'll, I'm just be straight. If I haven't listened to Tom's presentation, yeah, I haven't either as well. So download podcast manually and listen later. Forty nine percent subscribed to podcasts and download automatically to listen later. Thirty six percent. Do I have this right? Is this the right slide? Yes, this is the right side. Okay, yeah. so, um, so I guess people say they do this because this doesn't equal a hundred percent. So you have some people that do click and listen immediately, some that do download and listen later, and some that subscribe to podcasts, download automatically to listen later. So I guess some people do all of the above or, or portion therein of, because this number doesn't add up to a hundred percent. So yeah, we have to assume some people do both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's the premise. Okay. So that being the premise, um, you know, if you just take that alone, take the seventy nine percent alone, and say the people click and listen, uh, I've done that. Have you done that? Oh, sure. Okay. So I'm not so sure that I I could have if I was responding to this survey, I probably would have said. If, if it was, if I was, if it, it's not an either or because it's, it can't be an either or it's got to be, have you done these things? 
right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's difficult to, to parse these things into simple buckets. And I think that that's, that's where the data can be, you know, can be misunderstood. It can be mis, um, not totally what it seems. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, it's, because um, when I see that immediately, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. But then I look 79, 49, 36. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it, yeah, it also quickly brings up the the topic of streaming versus downloading too, which we've been talking about yeah. for, for a long time. Yeah. Uh, but the, it, it is true that the term stream is not mentioned anywhere on that slide. No. Um, so to be fair, it's not entirely a stream or download question. Right. I think what it's what it's doing is it's looking at what uh, user behavior is, right, yep. um, and what they perceive is what they're doing versus what they're actually doing. So, um, is it is it true that seventy nine percent of people click play? Yeah, I would say that that's probably true, given a different perspective on those numbers. That the that the click play can happen on a download too. Yeah. I just don't know that there's been a distinction drawn in the the numbers and then uh tom tom webster did did uh, tweet a another distinction that uh, that isn't included on that slide that is driving that number too he said that the that new shows were showing that trend line and older shows were not um which is not said anywhere on that slide so older shows are being subscribed to more and downloaded more newer shows are being but, streamed, but he doesn't draw any kind of distinction for what he yeah, qualifies as a new show versus an old show. He's just right. making a blanket statement that new shows are trending to be click play more than download play. Yeah. So, you know, I think we get into an, an area very quickly where people can misunderstand what this research is actually telling us and, and, you know and i'm a data kind of guy I, I i like i guess for better word whole numbers i like to be able to take a, a sum and do a division and come up with some percentages based upon you know filter data i you know i've um you know survey data is um it, a lot of it's dependent upon how the question is exactly asked yeah you know? and well and what the framing of the answers are right as well. right and, um, and so looking yeah. at this, you know, just on base value, and especially when it was in a, I think each, uh, it was in a pie chart, I, something I saw, um, that's where I got confusion because the pie chart made it look like it was 100% of, and I don't think anyone did the, did the time to do the math. But, yeah. um, so, you know, I like, you know, we just come out with a, we talked about it on the last show before we went to Italy, we came out with a, some data from April. And um, not having seen this slide and just hearing people talk about it, I went and was like, okay, well, what is the number of the downloads? You know, what, what is that percentage? And I was bound and determined to, you know, get a, a number to come to the show today with. So uh, this is not, again, um, I, I haven't had a lot of time to run this, and I actually need to vet this data with Angelo before, I really, you know, let's just take it on face value. This is Todd's tinkering, okay? This isn't yeah. uh, had a real critical eye put on it. So if you look at the first 20 hour, 24 hours of a podcast life, I think we can assume <clears throat> 
that the majority of stuff that is going to get pulled automatically is going to come from apps and it's going to come from stuff that is designed to download and pull everything that they can. It's quick, you know, they're going to cache, they're going to get it into the phone or whatever because they're going to see that new RSS feed. They're going to say, oh, I need to download this and, and it grabs it and pulls it down. Based on the algorithm of the client software and how it, it, it does a refresh on the, um, the feeds that are, that are in its kind of subscription folder. Right. Yeah. And, it's, yeah. it's, and it would be, and, and uh, Rob Walsh is joining us, so we'll see if he can get video kicked on here. Good morning, uh, Rob. Let me see. Where is that? Sorry. New, new Skype just I, updated. Yeah, I was, I was running into trouble with it this morning, too. Okay. Hey Same Todd man. or hey Rob. <laughs> Sorry, gentlemen, I was over on Blab. I was in the wrong place, so let me. That's okay. Well, this out. so basically, we were discussing Rob Walsh. <laughs> the uh, the responses on Edison's um, new survey talking about uh, methods of listening to podcasts, and basically, it's it's not a one or the other question is, do you, I'm assuming, do you do these behaviors? Click on podcast right. and listen immediately, download and listen later, and subscribe and automatically listen later. So, and those broke up 79, 49, 36. And really, it's not a either or, it is a have you probably done this in the past. So, right. um, Rob and I were just saying, you know, probably all of us could say that we've clicked to play. All of us have got stuff that have gotten subscribed and, and, and listen later, or I've never downloaded and listen later. That to me is a new thing. Um, subscribe and listen later. I think the majority of us do this, but I was just kind of talking about the first 24 hours of a podcast life and looking and, and assuming that the majority of those initial hits on that or downloads on, I shouldn't say hits, downloads on those first, uh, that media file larger, that's going to be the apps that are going to be pulling stuff down. Um, you know, and, and again, just prefacing this is not a this is this is a rough uh we saw 75 to 50, 75 to 85 percent of the initial 24 hours of downloads that were app based and that the app went and grabbed it it was the you know, podcast ios app it was overcast it was a number of uh <clears throat> you know apps that we would typically assume will have automatically downloaded the show so that being said i you know, Rob, I haven't run specifically broke out. You know, downloads per se. I, I, well, Angela's got it somewhere, but have uh, you guys done any of that? Well, I mean, I, I think well, here, here's how I look at this. I think they're asking the wrong question. Yeah, and, and and you know, it really is how are people consuming it, and what's driving the consumption, and it's the RSS feed. I mean, we saw. Yes, roughly sixty percent is iTunes and the podcast um, app from from an RSS feed. Another fifteen percent now is from other aggregators. Yeah, and then you've got another five percent from OEM apps that are coming off the RSS feed. Another two and a half percent from Stitcher. When it's all said and done, you're eighty one, eighty two percent of your consumption is coming from the RSS feed. So forget about if they hit play or if they hit download, it doesn't really matter. The end user doesn't know. They're using an application that's being driven by the RSS feed. And I think that's the core of how consumption has been done and is being done. Whether or not it's actually being downloaded depends on what applications they're using and what's the default toggles. 
a lot of these people are having it download and not realizing it's automatically downloading. And it depends on how you've had iTunes set up. Yeah. Um, by default, iTunes downloads the most recent episode. So, you know, you know what I did is I, I took, you know, based on the, the data that we had pulled and published a week and a half ago, two weeks, those of you that have seen it over at powerpresspodcast.com is the total number of the app percentage that we had um, was, um, and and let me, bring the page up so that I don't misquote here. Um, so what we had seen is that mobile applications were making up 42% of the total ecosphere with mobile web browsers being 30.3. And again, some of that may include mobile apps that do not specify their own user agent. In other words, you can't tell the user agent. It's okay, HTTP, whoever that is, yeah, whoever. fix your freaking app. Put right. your user agent in there. Yeah. Get some publicity. <laughs> Desktop <laughs> applications were 13.9, and that is specifically, um, well, it's, it's it, um, the biggest part of that is iTunes, and then I think Windows something. It, there, And it's like a, like a percent or something like that. And then uh, desktop web browsers, 11.3, and tablets, 2.5. So if I just took the mobile apps and the desktop apps and I subtract Stitcher because Stitcher is caching. They download one file, then they stream it as they're truly streaming it. You're not downloading in Stitcher. Mm-hmm. And, if I, and our total numbers for Stitcher were three point something with iOS between iOS and Android. Um, I, you know, the highest number I could see just on pure apps and iTunes, if they were a hundred percent, of all the time downloading before playing was, was just at 50%. Now, the thing that folks got to realize is that the mobile web browser, desktop browser, you know, that still is like 44%, at least on our side. Um, so, you know, I and, think that there's... Um, and that is probably a click-play scenario. Um, on browsers a, would be a click-play. Yeah. But again, some of that number, some of that big number I just gave you there uh, is made up of, you know, potentially apps that we ha- can't detect. Yeah. So on that but browser side. But it still doesn't, doesn't reach a 79% threshold. Well, no, no, no. But Rob, the thing is, yeah. go back to how they asked, how we're assuming they asked the question. We're assuming they yeah. asked the question, have you ever done this, this, or this? Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Okay. And not which was your, you know, if they asked what is your primary way, that might be an interesting question too. I, 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 you know, in the end, I don't, I don't care. I don't care how people listen long as they do. And, you know, if it's on demand, in other words, you've, you've downloaded in an app and they listen later. Great. If they go to Stitcher and listen, great. If they click, play on my web browser and my website great who cares right so but my i mean Todd, but my my concern with this slide is that it's it 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 can be misleading it can. in what it's what mm-hmm. it's telling a viewer of it um and it does have a very kind of um gray line to right. the comparison between download and streaming and if i and was if, a, if i was a conspiracy theorist rob the rocks. Well, <laughs> you? Was, no. <laughs> I would say that the you know that was oh wow, eighty percent of people or seventy nine percent of people are clicking play to listen to podcasts. 
We don't need the download anymore. That's I, right. If that was a conspiracy theorist. Yes. And I think, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think and what people don't realize is that, most of those that, that a lot of people would have. Most of those applications where they're clicking play to download or clicking play, it really is a download. It's a progressive yeah, stream. It's true. <laughs> so the applications wouldn't work if it was just, you know, it didn't have a download option. Right. Like, say, say the day comes when, you know, my theory is SoundCloud is going to turn off downloads. At some point in time, they're going to turn off the downloads. That's there, my theory. There's already some back catalog issues going on. <laughs> right. So, so and, if you happen to be at SoundCloud at some point in time in the future and they turn off downloads, Overcast isn't going to work when you hit play. And other apps aren't going to work when you hit play. Because it's not, you know, it's, it's, they, they require the, the pieces to be downloaded. And, so, you know, and people, and we've said this a hundred times on this show, when you say download and you say streaming in the context of on-demand podcasts, in mm -hmm. most cases, it is a progressive download. Now, right. I, I know that, Rob, you guys don't serve it with a, you guys serve it with a stream. Yeah, you, that's right. And, but that's not, that's not the majority of the podcast marketplace. Oh. And, and my, my concern with this research is, is that it's, it's giving people the impression that streaming is the future of this medium oh. and that that's, that's where the medium is moving towards. And I just don't think that the data really shows that, um, you know, uh, Rob, like I, um, I said a little bit earlier, you, you weren't on the show, but Tom Webster did qualify that slide to to say that um this is a comparison between new shows new podcasts and old podcasts now that wasn't can i can i ask this how the, the heck can he how the heck can he know that yeah. i have no idea how the heck, there's no how criteria the heck can know that i mean what's what, new or old. how there is no way you can know that that's not that cannot be a quantified statement yeah. i know he said it in there and i just went what how would yeah. you know that's true for new shows versus old shows? Which new shows did you look at? How many? Did you look at all the new shows or did you just look at just a couple new shows from a certain client of yours that has a one at the end of their name? How do you know <laughs> which shows you looked at? Yeah. All right. I, I mean, come on. That, that, you can't quantify that. I can tell you that's not true for a lot of the new shows that host with us. You know, uh, Sean Hannity just came out. That's not true for his show. Guess what? Sean's bringing in 12.5 million of his weekly radio listeners. They're doing it as a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't want um, people like Spotify and Google to look at this research and, and decide, well, we're just going to drop podcast, podcast downloads because the research is showing is nobody's using them. Mm -hmm. I think if, you know, we look at many of us have access to Apple charts. And I mean, Apple, we have pro accounts or partner accounts and you can go in there and you can see yeah. the delta between download and on basically someone clicking play. Right. And uh, I think the majority of us, it's at least in the iOS ecosphere, let's, you know, let's quantify that. It's like 85, 15. <clears throat> You know. And also, the, the higher, the, the, the larger your show, the higher the percentage that are actually coming from iTunes. You know, when I look at shows that are like The Nerdist and Hardcore History and Joe Rogan and that, you're looking at 90% plus coming from your RSS feed and, and, and the majority coming from iTunes and podcast app. You know, I, in, in all honesty, um, I don't care. Again, I go back. I don't care how people listen. And I know that Rob, you and I, 
have been, I think all three Robs, we've all been, wor- three Robs, two Robs. Um, maybe I could include a third Rob in there, but he's not on the yeah. show. Yeah, um, exactly. I think yeah. we've all understand that there is a huge desire by certain, you know, I, okay, I was, I was at the IAB meetup in Vegas. Yeah. And there was a leading, and I talked about this, there was a leading guy from a leading major, I wouldn't call him podcasting company. He was pissed. He was pissed off. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he was cussing about Google making it available on Google Play so that yep. podcasters could download their shows. He was, he was mad. And yep. you know, I've talked to a previous show, a previous show, I kind of took it to him a little bit mm-hmm. on, listen, you know, there's people that are like, you know, a family of five, they got five cell phones on a two gig plan. You know, they, they, they can't do on demand. Um, so oh, by the way, I've, I've got some Google numbers. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I went and, and I went and I looked at all the shows. I, I looked at the top shows that are featured in, in Google play yeah. and I contacted them all and I asked them, Hey, can I take a look at your data? Oh, and, and a bunch of them let me in. So I got to go in and look at how much downloads they're actually getting and plays they're getting in Google Play. Uh-oh. And I can't tell you the sh- names of the shows because I told them I wouldn't give them. But I, taking the shows in aggregate, 1.7% downloads versus and Google Play versus what they're getting everywhere else. That's not bad not for bad. a platform that's a month old. Because yep. I looked at this, it was a month old. A month old and is only in the U.S. and Canada and only Android and on the web. And, and here's what's even more interesting. The variation was between 1.6% on the low side and 1.8% on the high side. So they were pretty consistent across the board. With 1.7, that uh, brings them right up into like the top 10 or 15. Right. And, and I think we've all said if they could get to 10%, that would oh, be huge. 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 Right? And they're already oh, yeah. 17% of the way there a month plus in, you know, a little over a month in and just in the U S and Canada and just rolling out. So I thought that was really good numbers uh, when I looked at it. I, and yeah. I, I, I did not think it was going to be that high. I mean, tell you what, I was going in thinking it was going to be like less than half a percent. Yeah. My so. shows at about like half a percent, mm-hmm. my personal show. And I've got a, and I've got a link on my website, taking people mm-hmm. to Google play direct. So yeah, we'll see. So how are, are most people finding their podcasts on Google Play, do you think, off of uh, you have to search? Tell, search? I, I don't know. I think you have to tell people if you're well, if you're well, well, first you show. take yeah. yeah. First you take that insanely long URL and you go over to Bitly and you make it a realistic URL and you put a link <laughs> on your website. <laughs> you know, I, I just went and set it up. So mine, today in iOS, it's simply bit.ly slash TII Android. That's what I've called mine. So I can remember to tell when I can meet somebody i can just tell them it but you know that's I, I highly recommend that if you do have google play you go put that thing through a feed you know feed sh- uh, url shortener get it down realistic and then put the link on your website absolutely when um when we have uh part press seven is going to be out well beta is out today um it'll be released next week uh, if, if we don't find anything bad you'll be able to add the subscribe on sidebar links automatically just click and it'll just show up on your sidebar too so for those of you that use that that's coming um i you know going back to this you know this argument about streaming the consumers can make the choice people can talk all they want 
they can talk all they want, but consumers are going to make their own choice in how they consume media. They're going to get it the way they want to get it, and there's nothing we can do about it. And all we can do is make sure that we have the media where they want it, when they want to consume it. And, you know, that's- here's, what, here's what I can guarantee you. Creating your own app to make it easier to deliver advertising is not an enticement for the end users to use your application. <laughs> and, and, and companies that think that their end-to-end solution, because it better delivers ads, is going to be widely adopted by consumers is, is crazy speak. Well, Rob, uh, yeah, I think it depends on who that content provider thinks their customers are. <laughs> yes, <laughs> is yes. Is it the listener or is it the advertiser? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I you know, I go with the Apple model. The consumer is the customer. That's how we kind of try to look at it. Uh, depends we on which, anything we've done. Depending on which platform you're on, you might be the, you know, you might be the customer. You might be the product. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I just, uh, you know, I, I, and we're all. Hey, I'm, I'm old school. I know that my audience gets my show because they're subscribed to it, and. uh I'm happy that they get it that way, and um, I look at the trending data, and I know if I'm losing people, if my trending number's going down, and I you know, look at my iOS number very closely, because that's usually a good indicator of how good I'm doing a job with the show, And but I still look at everything else, too. So, you know, if, if you really look deeply at your, at your metrics, you know how your audience is consuming stuff, and, you know, I, I, I did some, you know, major scolding here uh, last weekend. Um, you know, we uh, we we didn't have as many shows this year to go through. I had one thousand one hundred eighty-two shows to to crawl. And remember, this is this this you know this is a good audience to. If you guys didn't hear this, let's see if I can find this thing. And you know, I, I guess I I I, don't, I shouldn't be shocked anymore. Um, about what we find on podcaster sites. But um, here's an example. 79% of podcasters did not have an RSS icon on their default podcast page. And the de- by, by default, that could have been a homepage or a subpage. <laughs> so 79% are just completely saying, you know, screw you, RSS feed. Now, even more shocking was 17% had no way to subscribe on their homepage at all. So they were, you go to their homepage and they had podcasts as a tab up on the top and you had to click the podcast tab to get to the podcast section of their site and there wasn't an iTunes subscribe anywhere or nothing, nothing. Now, going back then, 81% did have a visible iTunes subscription on their default landing page, which is good, I guess. 88% 88% individual iTunes subscription someplace on their website. Um, 30, and sometimes it was all the way at the bottom of the page. Uh, 36% had a one-click subscribe on Android link on their website. 61% of sites had no way to subscribe via Android whatsoever. Whatsoever. They could care less about Android. They could care less about the 50% of people walking around with a droid in their pocket. Um, Two percent had a Google Play <laughs> subscribe link on their website, but eighteen percent had a Stitcher subscribe link, and Stitchers went from a seven percent market share down to a three point seven percent market share in the last year. So, hmm, 
you're you're supporting a platform that's really not supporting you anymore. <laughs> um, let's see here. Fifteen percent are still using FeedBurner. Seven percent had RSS feeds larger than five hundred k. Nine percent had a visible email contact address on their website. Twenty-two percent had a newsletter sign-up page. That's up. Two percent. This is way down. Had a call-in number for listeners to comment. Um, sixty-five percent had less than one paragraph of show notes in the past five podcasts. Sixty-two percent had a physical download link on their website. So, going back to that thing with that survey that they did, thirty-eight percent of people that you go to a website, thirty-eight percent of the sites you couldn't even just click download. There's nothing there to download. Uh, 83% of shows were audio only 11% were number of shows blogging as well as some form of content I got all these numbers if you guys want this that are listening right now geeknews at gmail.com but here's the here's the thing that I just I laughed about you know I talked about people not making it easy to subscribe but 92% had a Twitter link on their website 93% had a Facebook link (laughs) but they didn't have a you know this percentage of people that didn't even have a subscribe to iTunes it's just it's the 101 stuff that are, mm-hmm. let's be honest, the 101 stuff is killing a lot of podcasters. Mm-hmm. Why are, can't you have, you, you're bit, you bitch about engagement, but you have no way to provide engagement back? You know, email. If you don't have a call in number, if you don't have a call in number for your show, you don't care about listener feedback. That's pretty much it. You know, you don't, you don't want feedback? You know, okay, uh, and oh, and you put a contact page up that doesn't work because <laughs> we tested the contact pages, and many of them didn't even work. They had a captcha system that was broke. So, Todd, is the reason that your your total number of shows was down from your your last year of doing it? Is that because you had a a, a more of a paid model this yep. time? You think? Well, it, don't say paid model, registration model. Registration model. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the registration Sorry. model. And at uh, 540 some shows, or 504, I, I, again, it's on the donations page. 500 some shows uh, paid the registration fee. So of, of the 1,182, only half of them were actually eligible. So, um, yeah. But, so what's the what's the the bottom line to this uh, this this slide that we've been talking about, about um, click play versus download. What's our kind of. I think it's an irrelevant slide. I, I really think it okay. just comes down to the fact that, look, it's on demand content. People just want to go and they're going to hit play and they're going to hit play in an app. And they yeah. don't know if they're actually downloading, if it's been downloaded. Most people don't know if it's even been downloaded. Now, there are certain yeah. people that will actively go and download it on their Wi Fi in their house. So they don't use up data plans, and and absolutely people do that, and 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 you have to have that option for those people. But most people, especially in the U.S., that have these huge data plans or unlimited data plans, they don't know if they're clicking download in it um, or clicking play; it's already downloaded or not. Um, mm-hmm. And and the podcast app has kind of changed how it does it. You know, the podcast app you have to kind of go and search it out now to do the download. Um, but you're hitting play and it's progressively streaming it and it, you know, and that's the most important thing is a podcaster is you have to make sure your, your, your site that you're hosting your media files on supports byte range requests. And, and that is for downloads. So you guys think that, um, how Apple is breaking out 
on their their stats on you know shows that are part of their their uh, kind of network area that they have that they actually separate their their tracking streams versus downloads is that do you guys think that that's that's misleading as well I guess I need to ask Steve for some definitions because I think that uh, Apple is pure progressive download playback right or oh. it's either download so them using the term stream is is that a definition that defines click play they're not using streaming servers so they're I using a, what, a term I, that's, they, I th- that's kind of loaded right yeah, yeah I, I think what they mean by stream and I don't know maybe we'll have to have Steve define this but I always thought that meant someone going into like the iTunes client or the podcast app and hitting the play button, but you're not subscribed on this on your, your iTunes yeah. page store page, and that's when you're hitting play there. That's not in their definition of download, but anytime you're hitting play, where you subscribe to a podcast or on the iTunes client for it under my podcast, that in that case, that's a download. Again, maybe Steve's better to answer that, but that was my assumption on it. Well, I think that that's accurate. I mean, that that, that would logically make sense to me because, as far as I know, uh, Apple isn't caching this and streaming no. it on streaming servers. So, no. given that, every podcast that I've ever seen numbers for in the Apple ecosystem in in there, and I've seen a lot, you know, working at Podcast One and my own and others, um, I've never seen seventy nine percent of anything as a um, as a click play or stream. But I've Rob, never seen a number anywhere close to that. It's always Rob, been in like the 20 to 30% range. But, but Rob, remember, again, we have to think about how the question was phrased. We assumed yeah. by Edison that they were asking, have you done this? No, I understand. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Not as, I'm, yeah. I'm talking about the bigger question, right? right. Of, of the, the problem is, is that anybody reading that slide is going to ask that same question, right? right? It's, I mean, the Edison folks may may have couched that or, or uh, phrased that in a certain way to be able to, to justify what the, the numbers show there, but what's the perception that that slide is giving? And I think that's, that's my concern. So, um, I, so I think maybe we just go back to Tom and ask him to, you know, ask him nicely to please rephrase, or, or not rephrase, but to define the page so that people, you know, when they look at it for 15 seconds, they understand that this is a behavior, not a how it's actually happening. Is that yeah. the way to say that? Because it's a behavior. Well, That's what he's asking. He's asking a behavior question. Well, he does agree that uh, what the what the user is doing is not necessarily the same as what the server sees, right? So it, right. it doesn't matter if it's a stream or a progressive download playback. Uh, he's still uh, putting it into the bucket of a click play situation. But the problem is, is that people could easily come to the conclusion right. that he's talking about streaming. Right? I agree. I'm trying to play devil advocate here a little bit. But yes, I, yeah. I, I agree. And, you know, and I, you know, if you look at, and again, those words are interchangeable and there's no way we're ever going to fix it. Um, we all know technically that media, when you click play actively on a web page, whether it be a browser or in an app, and it hasn't been pre-downloaded, that it is being chunked to you in bytes, bytes served, and and a lot of people will use and the common word to call that is a streamed. So, um, yep. 
I, you know, I don't think we're ever going to get past that. Uh, and, and, and do audience members care? Nope. They don't, yeah. they don't care. And, and let, let's also talk about, um, uh, is there an, an advantage for the podcasting space to move towards more of a streaming model? Um, and is, <laughs> but, but, is, but you got to redefine what kind of streaming model, Rob? <laughs> no, no, I know. But this, this click play versus download and play, I know oh, yeah, we're yeah, getting yeah, in the yeah. weeds again, yeah. right? Um, because, because I think that that cuts to the core of why this question was asked yes, to begin with, yes. right? And put on our tinfoil um, hats here. Yep. And, and that's, that's also a secondary level of my concern about, um, surveys like this, um, that, that, um, can be perceived as, you know, there's a hypothesis, right? That most surveys approach coming into something based on the fact that they even ask this question, right? Um, that they're trying to get a certain outcome potentially, um, because they wouldn't even ask the question unless there's a reason to ask the question. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's always my concern with this stuff is, is that, um, the question is driving a certain type of an answer potentially. I'm not saying that, that that's necessarily what the goal was here, but, um, but I'm just, I'm just concerned about it because I don't want there to be big changes starting to happen because Edison right, is, right, right. is giving a perception that isn't really based on actual real data. It's, you know, well, so. you know, here's, here's the fact, Google and everyone else, they know the ground truth. That's all. They know that internally. They know how many people are downloading, how many people are listening. You know, let's, let's not uh, be shy about that. They, they know that they know those numbers. And do, does Google and does, you know, they don't, ca- the only people that care about this conversation again is the business people that are on the monetization side. That's yep. the only folks that give to. That's, well, I think, I think that's what the last slide of the presentation was about. Oh, The last slide when he shows the hockey stick. It, there's no hockey stick coming for podcasting. The hockey stick happened in, in June of 2005. <laughs> yes, That's when the hockey stick happened in podcasting. Oh, yeah, it did. Yeah. But ever since then, it's been steady growth. And, and yeah, there's well, not another you know, hockey guys, stick coming. Uh, in we should probably share why that hockey stick happened, right? Well, the, in, yeah. in June of 2005 is when iTunes, okay, so up to two, starting in 2004, debate whatever date it is, through June of 2005, the only way to get a podcast was through, uh, some a uh, handful of podcatcher apps, uh, all being privately run. Uh, you had to, you know, plug in your iPod and sync, yep. and you know, it was a, uh, you know, you went to bed and you forget, if you forgot to sync, you didn't have your shows. Yeah, it was basically if you've ever heard your grandfather say, "I walked to school two <laughs> both ways uphill three miles through the snow," that was how it was to consume a podcast. And we before built big, June, we built June. big audiences then with doing it that way. But anyway, um. So June 2005, iTunes introduced podcasting. Yeah. And woo Oh, double and triple numbers overnight. It was, it was like, yes. <laughs> it really and was. That, it was right. magic. That time, was right? Kill radio. Yep. Bullet going through the, the, the radio on the cover of Wired Magazine. There you go. When you see your show numbers double and triple in like a week, that's, <laughs> that's the hockey stick. Mm-hmm. You know, Google Play had that had that opportunity too. We could have got a hockey stick moment from Google Play if they would but, have introduced their own app. 
Mm-hmm. Standalone. Separate standalone from music. Podcast app, yeah. Yeah. Separate from music, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation we could have here. Yeah. There is a... You go ahead. And you know what? They might still do that if they get enough uptake. You know, if they see there's enough uptake and, and they see that people are really interested in this, then maybe they will do that. And that's not based on any insider information at all. That's just speculation on my part. But do we want to go ahead, Rob? <laughs> oh, I was just gonna gonna say the you know the, probably the, the the obvious thing here is that there, there is no proven success for integration of podcasts into music services. That's true. Microsoft being one of them. <laughs> well, it's you know even 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 Microsoft um, created a separate area for podcasts. It didn't try and integrate the content into the music store. Yeah. Um, so if you look at the even what Apple has done, Apple created a you know it was part of iTunes. They created a separate experience, um, but it was um, it wasn't integrated together. Music and podcasts don't go together. So, uh, but but they're both audio. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're both audio. Todd, I I just lost your your video. Oh, you did. You're good. Yep. So yeah, good for me. Uh, maybe okay. this little sync card. So sorry, Rob. You're looking at a black screen. That's okay. That's so, all right. I can hear you. That's all that matters. Okay. So let's uh, open up another topic, and uh, let's let's talk about PyTrack and their announcement that they made. Okay. Oh, if you read that article, you need to do this. You gotta raise your arms like this okay, when you raise, read, raise, read that right, article, because right. when you read that article, you don't want to get any of that BS on your Apple Watch. <laughs> yeah, take it off, whatever you gotta do, you know, wherever it is here. Get this thing above your head when you're reading that article. I have not, I have not talked to Mark, but I, I'm Mark. If you're listening, I'm sorry, it smells like desperation, dude. <laughs> It really, it really does. Um, I know what you're trying to accomplish. Please, I understand. But here's the point I want to make. I went through your list, and I'm speaking to Mark at PodTrack. I went through your list, and then I pulled, I just pulled April's numbers, and I looked at my top 20. What would happen if uh, you took our top 20 and I displaced uh, eight of your top 10 listed shows and they drop below the fold and somewhere into the 20 or 25 range would those shows then be so willing to give up their public data i i we talk about this on the uh, next episode of the feed 72 will come out this weekend and, and here's what i actually did so they had and they had npr 32 shows for npr oh yeah so 32 I in, I, shows right 32 for NPR. So I went in and I took the top 32 shows on Libsyn.com. Not pro, Libsyn.com, indie shows. Looked at their numbers. They kicked the butt out of the NPR shows. Then they had two, second place was This American Life and Serial. And I added those, I went to grab the next two. And then they had WNYC, which is 50, was 54 shows. So in all set, or 52 shows. So in all set, it was 86 shows. So I took our top 86 and our top 86 indie shows Kick the crap out of their top eighty-six shows on their top three lot lines. It was very, yeah. it was very unfair that they grouped. They had shows that were networks with thirty shows, and then a single show with a single number. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. Okay, right. but, yeah. but if you take the top eighty-six 
public radio pro NPR DC NYC shows and compare it against the top 86 indie shows just on Libsyn, the indie shows win. I was and then look, yeah. that doesn't include Joe Rogan. That doesn't include uh, who would who'd be in a top five by himself. That doesn't include Dave Ramsey, who'd be in the top five by himself, who's on pro. It doesn't include Joyce Meyer. doesn't include um, uh, Bill Maher. doesn't include uh, now Sean Hannity. So for to say that is an industry. That's a pod report, track top 10. That's a pod track report. Yeah. It's not an industry report. It, pod track numbers don't even come close to covering the top 50% of shows out there. I, Sorry. I, can't, I can't say who I, all I talked to, but I will say that on the day that came out, I talked to five major industry podcast and networks. None of them are submitting any information to PodTrack. They declined. Yeah. I, it, when you look at overall, it's not even close yeah. to a third of the shows that are out there overall. So it was, you know, it's curious numbers. I was enjoying to read them, to be honest with you. But again, I don't break. I don't group networks. We look at the top hundred or like you guys, like you did, Rob, oh, we look at them as, as shows, individual oh, yeah. shows. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so it'd be curious if they broke out them by shows, maybe they will at some point, maybe we'll get some more insight, but, uh, you know, it's, it's cool when you're in the top 10 and you're, oh, it's bragging rights and, uh, you can use that to your marketing advantage, but let's be very frank, uh, break out the individual shows and see then, how willing they are to share keep this above your share data. Oh yeah, keep it above my keep, head. Keep keep, keep it, it above <laughs> your head when you're reading that article. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Daniel says, yeah, like CBS with 474. It took it took them Daniel, what are, what what is CBS ranked on the PodTrack survey? It's fourth? pretty high. So it took 474 shows to be shows. fourth. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, by the way, I got one show blows right past CBS. <laughs> I got a couple of one shows that blow right past CBS. So how does how did that make CBS feel? All of a sudden, you everyone else contributes. Let's say everyone did. It opened up there, and all of a sudden, CBS with 474 shows is 82nd. Yeah. It makes it look really bad. Mm-hmm. Great yeah. numbers as a whole. Don't get me wrong. I, the, the numbers are fantastic. But, it, but we are not. We are not a 49 million consumers listening to podcasts. It is that is wrong. One, are, one are, of the articles out there actually said it covers 90% of the podcast industry. Oh, my industry. God. Unbelievable. Uh, I, I, sent an e I sent an email to that person that wrote that article. I said, whoa, put the bong down. Let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not. And, okay, and I and I give them credit for trying to come out with some sort of list, but did they don't. did they contact us? Nope. Did you get a call, Rob? Nope. Uh, don't call it an industry report. Do not call it an industry oh, report. Oh. That's my objection. I don't care about the numbers they have in there. Don't call yeah, it, it could an be industry a pod, report. A it's pod not track. an industry it could be report. A pod track ranking. Right. Right. Rob, Rob Green, did you get a call on that? Did they? No. No. You, you didn't. Hmm. Okay. And I know. I know some companies did and said no. And not to bust on Mark. I know what he's trying to do here. But yeah, don't call call it a pod track top 10. Yep. And if people yep. want to go over there, if all these companies want to go over and, and podcasters want to go over there and get on their list, you know, they're free to do that. Um, but uh, 
Yeah. You've got a favorite saying, Rob. People would rather tell you their something size versus telling you their <laughs> podcast size. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> as, more, as, yeah, as Trump more. would do, he you know someone yes, would yes. rather tell you your yeah. It's true. Yeah. Remember, ego equals download squared. <laughs> And the number they're telling you is how they're basing their ego. Oh, Daniel, don't forget, per month. That's 21,000 downloads per month divided by, by the number of shows they have. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, now now you're going to see CBS uh, add, add another 200 shows to their uh, their their network just to rise in that in- industry ratings. We, we had a couple of uh, podcasters that uh, panicked. They weren't in the list. Yeah. And... Uh, not big podcasters, podcasters that maybe fall out like the top 5,000. And uh, they're, how, how, how do I add PodTrack to my stats? And we, we, we told them, and <laughs> people calm down, calm yeah. down. <laughs> so, yeah. I, you know, I, and, and at some point, there, there would, it would be nice to have a truly industry standard report. I think yeah, it would could, be. I think we all could agree to that to a certain extent. But, but how is that going to get done? Do you think? Well, you What's know, the methodology l- l- here. Let's, you know, the first battle I got to get through is we got to get the IEB stuff done. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Get that done. Step one. You step one, done. and then we can talk about okay, where do we go from here, and coming up with some sort of industry report. And there's going to be well, a lot. I know of, that, uh, there's going to be a lot of companies that will never. Will never, ever, not in this lifetime, ever allow their numbers to reveal. I've got corporate clients that will never. They'll they'll be like, "You got to be kidding me, right?" Now, I, the Nielsen guys want to uh, be be this <laughs> this right. So you know, yeah, they're they they're, exactly. they're Nielsen SDK. Mm-hmm. That's going to get covered at Podcast Movement. Yeah, I've talked with the Nielsen folks, and when I said, how do you expect to get that information out from Apple? And, you know, they said, oh, we're going to get it in there. I go, have you even talked to Apple about that? And they're like, no. That's not like, come on, guys. You they, want, they, they, they have a goal, but no plan. You want me to pay to give you the information, and then you want me to pay to get the information back? back. And mm-hmm. pay six figures a year to do that? <laughs> Of course, Todd. Oh, they just kill me, slay me. <laughs> yeah, when they start writing checks, then they can start getting good data. Oh, yes. And oh, by the way, I'll have to ask permission. And, you know, that's what I asked. And, and Nick, I, I about fell over. Nick sent me an email or replied to an email. Really? <laughs> yes, wow. we're talking about Nick Qua. That, yeah. I'm like, wow. And, uh, and it was in there's I'm sure he he's going to have an interesting piece on Monday on the whole pot track thing. But um, he was he was polling who who's participating and um, he's going around and getting the list of those that didn't. So I'm sure we're going to see that full stack. And, and gee, Nick didn't even contact me. Imagine so, that. Yeah. Um, so you take his newsletter for what it's worth. So I, I had. But remember, I emailed him first and he replied and, and I basically said, listen, I'll have to go to every customer and I'll have to get a sign off. I'll have to get a physical piece of paper saying you have permission to share my data in public channels. 
You know, I, I, I wouldn't even, someone say, oh yeah, sure, you can do that. Uh, uh, uh. I'm getting a signed piece of paper from a company that would, you know, if you do that to all our customers, please. You know, it's, people are protective of that information. Um, and, and, and then Podtrack's saying they're splitting their company into two different companies. It's the same people. It's the same people. Okay, so Mark's over here answering the phone and someone over next is answering the phone and it's the other company. It's on paper. Yeah, I'm sorry. If, unless he's hired a bunch of people. Has he hired a bunch of people to start this new company? It takes, it, it takes effort. It takes mm -hmm. time. It takes getting people, convincing people why they need to do this. If yeah. you're, you're going to have advertising and be the authority on metrics, you, you know, you have to be in a separate floor, separate room, separate building. You know, if you really want that to work, you know, you know, Rob and I are, and all three of us, we're, we get to see the data and we work with the advertisers and I can't claim, you know, I, I don't, I set, I don't set up separate companies. It's all about trust factor too. The, if the media buyer trusts you, you know, why? And I'm not saying that they're not trusted. Don't, don't get me wrong with that. But, you know, why? I, I don't need to set up another company. If you're in it for the long term, you're going to give real numbers. You're, going to, you're not going to be lying to your right, advertisers. Right. Right. Because, yeah, you might get a 30, 90 day run on something, but that might be the last amount of money you see for a long time. Mm. Well, it isn't like these these ad buyers aren't wise to what's going on in the industry, and they talk they, and they talk to one another. Oh yeah, they they listen to shows like ours, and they listen to to other people in the industry talk about what's going on. So there's no big mystery out there about what's happening. I, I get fishing expeditions all the time. We'll get a media buyer that will email us, and they want. Uh, 12 specific shows on a buy and the first thing and I look yeah, they're on our system the first thing I do is I go over their website and I look at what ads they're running or did run and then I look the media buyer up in my little database and I say oh hmm so sometimes the media buyers are fishing for numbers to validate numbers that they just got on a report from a campaign they just run with another company so if you don't think they're doing cross-checking. You, you are absolutely insane. Yeah, I've had people say to me, these numbers are different. Mm -hmm. They're lower than what I've seen uh -huh. elsewhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. And that is not, that's the last, you know, you, that's the last thing a podcaster wants coming into Jeopardy is there any, you know, any deltas. If, you know, three, four hundred, that's, that's an acceptable delta, mm -hmm. you know, 25,000, that's a, that's a question, you know, you, that you're going to get an audit. Mm -hmm. that's, that's pushing your credibility is what it's doing. Oh, you're, yeah. it's just, you go on a list. I have a list, you know, I don't, I don't, Rob, you got a list of shows that you don't work with? <laughs> oh yeah. I got a red list. Yes. Actually, it's a dark pink because I read it show up good on the spreadsheet. So it's kind of more of a darkish pink. <laughs> Oh yeah. What does that mean, Rob? The darkish pink. Uh, it just means that I know not to put them in any ad campaigns. All right. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I thought maybe the color meant something. No, yeah. well, red didn't. I just couldn't read it really well with red on my <laughs> my my eyesight. I don't know. So I can't call it technically a, a you know a, a red list. 
Okay. But anyway, that's that's some stuff going on in news and podcasting, folks. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, Rob, what's uh, what's new in your world? Yeah. Again, this next episode of the feed, we, we talked about the stats. We talked about both the Edison and and I, really on the Edison, I just concentrated on the whole hockey stick. Um, Did you? I, okay. I, yeah. I, I just to me, I think that was just the point that was like at the end when he said hockey stick maybe i'm like what first off his data doesn't even support it the only thing that really went up a lot was was the the rec the recognition of the word podcast oh, good. which right but if you actually looked it was like it went 33 30 27 percent were the last three years for consumption in the last month so that's not a hockey stick that doesn't indicate a hockey stick that's just kind of steady and and I think Todd, you you've seen it, and we've seen it all these years. It's been steady growth. You know, it, this is long. And, and as I said on the show, I'll say this: podcasting is not grumpy cats. It's not whoopum gangum style videos. It's not 140 characters. It's long form, and long form takes longer for people via word of mouth to really start consuming it and getting into it. Um, and yeah, there might be something with a good uptick. But it won't be a hockey stick, but it'll be a good uptick if there was a standalone Google native Android app. Um, but I just don't see another hockey stick happening at this point. I think the, this is, the industry is too mature. Now, a lot of people coming into this industry only think the industry is a year old. They think it started when Serial launched. Um, but it's not. It's a much longer and much more mature industry than a lot of these people that have short-term goals and short-term cash-out objectives think and those people are the ones that want this quote-unquote hockey stick to be talked about and i think that uh, slower growth is probably good good for the industry too because it 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 basically enables the the players in the industry to to adjust on their 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 business models um i mean if there was too fast of growth they the advertising market may not be in, in balance with the with the it would, consumption, right? Right. It, it might also indicate you have you're having a fad or a bubble. Um, there's no bubble in podcasting consumption. There's sure there's a bubble in podcast news coverage, but there's not a bubble in podcast consumption. It's been steady growth, and that's a good thing because that yeah. means there's a core audience of podcast consumers, and that core audience continues to grow month after month, quarter after quarter. Well, I should say yeah. quarter after quarter. We we'll see a dip here probably in. We didn't the last couple of years yeah. I haven't seen a summer dip. It's yeah. maybe a leveling, but not a yeah. dip. Right. Um, I'd agree. I would agree with that, yeah. So but, that's you know, used to be June hit and you're like, oh twenty five percent of people are out you know, mm -hmm. surfing and being, you know, water sports or not listening to podcast. It was really a you know, you'd see it mm -hmm. fall off and you're like, Oh my god, and you wait and praying for September to come. Um no, I don't. I don't see that dip anymore. It's a, a leveling. But the the other thing I'll say that I disagree with in that report was that the the consumption at home number. He keeps oh, yeah. they keep saying that the consumption at home is biggest. When we look no. at our data, no. the number one day of the week is Wednesday. Then then followed closely by Tuesday and Thursday, and then Monday and Friday, and then a huge drop on Saturday Sunday. Yeah. When we look through the chart on a daily basis, it's just, you can see, you know exactly where Saturday and Sunday is. Yep. On it. And that doesn't tell me people are consuming more at home. That tells me people are consuming more because of work and at work and on the way to work, but not at home. I go into businesses 
I mean, I, you know, I did a whole, I mean, I was gone two weeks and uh, walk in and people in cubes, everyone, everyone to a person is plugged in. Uh, you know, the, there's stuff going on in the speaker in the room, but everyone is doing this um, you know, almost to a person. So, you know, people are plugged in and it, it, who knows what they're listening to, but they're, they're plugged in at work. Um, and usually it's their computer or their mobile device. And, um, so, you know, and I, and I, one thing I don't think we've ever done and maybe we should, and I, we actually had some people ask for it. It's a, and it's hard with podcasting because, you know, we're, we live in the on-demand world, but I do, I'd like to be able to break out, um, maybe a good thing to break out on web browser plays because you, you all, you all assume they're clicking play on a web browser. So that is an, you know, a technically a progressive download or a stream. That's okay. Make sure we quantify that. Um, uh, maybe we should start tracking the times of day that that those clicks are happening. So that way we can see what the bell curve is on hourly consumption. I, I don't think we've ever ran that data. It'd be easy. It's just another query. Um, to give hourly statistics on, you know, something that you know where an active listen is happening. Yeah. No, it, that'd be interesting data. I wanted to throw out to you guys, um, where do you guys think that uh, the, the SoundCloud is in the space today? I mean, what's the, yeah. what's happening with those guys, do you think? Uh, I don't, Look, podcasting is not their primary reason for being in business. Their primary reason for being in business is to drive people to soundcloud.com. And, and podcasting was just, in their minds, I guess, a mean to an end to that. But they're not a podcasting company. And I tell people, if you don't want to host with Libsyn, then go host with Blueberry. Uh, but don't host on SoundCloud. I'm like, God, get off of SoundCloud, please. There's, you know, go to a podcasting company first. Um, that's what I tell folks. Um, so, Do you I, guys think that they'll those guys are growing in their podcast hosting pretty fast i'm all i know is the number of people we move off soundcloud and that number Mm -hmm. is way up Mm -hmm. i'm migrating a lot of people off soundcloud yeah i've seen yeah i've seen some numbers from some uh, some parsing of some data that's showing that those guys are growing pretty fast in podcast hosting and i guess my concern is that those guys, like you say, those guys are not really committed to the podcasting space, but yet people are thinking that's the place to go to do this. And I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, uh, what's driving that, you think? I think another, a better question to look at is who's there and what are they trying to escape? There are some big shows over there trying to escape hosting costs. Exactly. That's uh, they're, true. They're yeah, over there totally. because they don't want to pay the fifty thousand dollar a month hosting bill. And they're letting right. SoundCloud, uh, and literally, that's probably what some of those guys' bills would be. Yeah. Um. So they they're over there to to avoid a you know avoid that that check they have to write. But go ahead. I would say if your business if your business model involves someone else paying for your bandwidth, it's not a good business model long term. And eventually it change at any time. Yeah. Right. Another another thing that we see, um, because I'm I'm basically pulling every feed in the universe right now, so I get to look at some metrics on uh show longevity. Is that the right way to say that? Mm-hmm. Um a lot of short lived shows over there. Yeah, they might be growing, but uh, they have a incredibly high failure rate. 
of shows that are going over there and doing one, two, three, and bam, they're done. Uh, so that that is a a factor um, as well. And and let's be straight about it too. SoundCloud is not really a a, a an active participant in the podcast community either. So I don't believe that they're going to be represented at podcast movement. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a shiny object. Um, but you know, Rob's got a beautiful player. Now we've got a beautiful player. There's uh, there's, there's options. Most people went over there because of the shiny object of their player. That's right. Um, so, you know, they're, you know, that, that should have been long mitigated. Uh, but you know, there's also, again, it's, it's a great secondary point and I'm using the word carefully here, secondary point of presence. It's another syndication point. Yeah. But the, the numbers that, um, you know, I, I know what, I know, I know exactly how many customers SoundCloud has based upon how many shows there in iTunes and what feeds they're pulling. So, um, yeah, they got a significant number of shows over there. It's not, that can't be denied. But again, you have to look at the, is that a customer? Are most of those customers customers I and Rob want? Yeah, we want them. But, you know, if, if the shows are already pod faded. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and it's hard to totally understand how they can afford to have the plans that they have, too. I mean, you know, with those big shows. I mean, it's, it's not well, a, who said, it's not whoa, a whoa, sustainable whoa, whoa, whoa. business time, model. That, time that's out, time the out, problem. time out, time out. Who said they can afford to have those plans? Have you looked at their financials? Oh. <laughs> they're, they're burning cash. Where's my red they're, pen? Yeah. Yeah, they're, exactly. That's yeah, exactly I mean, what my point is. Yeah. We've all been in this space long enough to know that free, free companies that come around free hosting haven't, you know, haven't fared well. And it, they, they do a two or three year run. You know, mm-hmm. that's what typically will happen. They run out of cash and they give you three days notice and you're out, you're, they're gone. Mm-hmm. Business priority changes and they're gone. And I, hey, SoundCloud, they got a viable platform. They, you know, they're like number twenty in popular apps on Android. So it's it's not like they're not getting traffic, but uh, you know, they're they've been in. They just come out of a huge amount of litigation. They're trying to monetize now. You know, they got a tough row ahead. A tough road ahead. Um, but hey, we both would love to see them go away. Don't get me wrong, but. <laughs> Is it is it affecting my company growth? No, we're up. There's there's plenty to go around. Not just People, you two. There's a there's a few other companies that could uh, could benefit from that too. <laughs> <laughs> Some Jason just said heard one of the worst podcast mistakes about SoundCloud. They're hosting with Podomatic and said we need to be on SoundCloud so we can get the embed code for the website. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the fire into the out of the fire fry, firing pan into the fire. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Um, <laughs> and you know, and there's and people get offended when we you know. I have to. We have to be careful. There, there are sound loud zealots out there. So, <laughs> yeah, it's you know, it's all good. Each is own. I, I, you, I shouldn't even say this. But I, when podcasters graduate, and they when mm-hmm. they get out of kindergarten. They come, they come talk to Rob and I. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just say to people, when you want to take your show seriously, just give me shoot me an email. I'll help you move over. Todd, now you've just gone over the top. <laughs> you've jumped the shark now, Todd. Uh. <laughs> 
but that's just you know it, it's, it's true. true it's true it's though true. it's true shows and get he, some they get they get a few episodes in and they're like what did i do what go, did i do go with a serious <laughs> podcast hosting platform i mean it's one that's designed for that not yeah. one that's designed to to cater to the music industry yeah and and when you see me start firing a bunch of people worry but you know we're not into that you know we're not into that type of a situation believe me <laughs> we're hiring so <laughs> and rob's been hiring too so i think yeah. you guys have two rob g so it's all three so it's spaces oh yeah and space is growing so it's good oh yeah uh, uh, spricker's <laughs> added uh three new people in the last uh last month or so yeah so but staying small is a way to survive you know well and that's and that's the that's the problem that SoundCloud has had is that they they didn't follow that that advice. They um, they have way too many employees for what they can afford. I did want to say something about Spotify is um, they they are they have way too few people <laughs> looking at way too many shows and they're way too <laughs> slow to add additional shows. Yes. Yeah. And they're very 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 picky. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Uh, Rachel is going to be on 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 a panel at Podcast Movement. Oh, Actually, she's they're they're going to have on, three on people, panel. three or four so. people at at Podcast Movement. So there'll be a few what? people there at Podcast Movement from Spotify. Well, three okay. three is that what you said? Three at least three that I know of for sure from Spotify will be at Podcast Movement, and um and at least two of them I think. At least two will be talking there. They're talking right now with Dan about getting in on another panel, possibly. Well, um, that, that nothing will get done out there in the podcast division that week. Mm-hmm. And Google is also going to be on on my panel too. Um, so, so we're going to have Spotify and Google up on stage together. Mm-hmm. You got Ilya. Yeah, it's going to be on the panel. Yep. yep. So this is you know those are panels that you as podcasters going to podcast movement you need to go to. And you need to ask some hard questions of these folks. Yeah, and I'll, I'll have uh, some extra time at the end of the session for questions. So make sure you get there and uh, ask your, your burning questions. Yes. <laughs> and if you need some questions, I'll be happy to provide you some. <laughs> <laughs> just follow me on Twitter, right? Yeah. No, I'll, just, I'll, I'll feed you some, you know, some questions. Uh, well, once you give one or two here, what would you ask those guys? I'm not going to divulge. Mm-hmm. You're not going to divulge, okay? Well, I had to give you the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> We're, so, uh, anything else going on, guys? That uh, you know is burning in that uh, that gut that uh, needs to come out. I I think we've I think we've killed a dead horse here. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I, you know, I, I think I've got all my juicy stuff out. You know, I, I'm just going to say that, uh, you know, you guys can say what you want, but we're seeing great growth. Yeah. You know, we're seeing, you know, new shows coming on, and uh, we've implemented some things uh, internally at at, uh, at Blueberry to try to um, make sure shows get over the hump, get past that, you know, episode seven, and and uh you know get them on the march to a two-year plan and um you know we're able now to do a little more of that type of a focus and 
Um, it's, you know, I'm, my goal is to bring the, you know, the failure rate down on shows and, um, you know, the, 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 the growth of the company is, is, you know, sustained and we're, we're doing great. And so now we can do more stuff that we want to do the fun stuff and helping podcasters, uh, you know, build that, you know, that long-term sustainability model mm-hmm. for their shows, whether or not they're advertising or not. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, you know the the home values are up. Uh, the um, the economy seems to be doing doing better, and Donald Trump is about to be president. Uh, things couldn't look any better. You know, uh, that's where you uh, buy stock. I'm going to take one of those. I think one of those you had a tongue in cheek. <laughs> What's that? I think one of those comments you were being tongue in cheek. But probably oh, a like, so? but probably a likely prediction of the future based on everything that's going. So we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, guess what? The politicians have had their chance. It can't be any worse. <laughs> Never say it can't be any worse. Never say it can't be any worse. We got to be careful here, folks. We're getting into. We're walking a fine line here. Yeah, but we are. I had to go there a little bit anyway, just a little bit. No, it's uh, no matter what your political preference is, it, it, they don't care about us minions. So we just just keep that. Doesn't matter which party you belong to, they they don't care. So just remember that. <laughs> yeah, we're we're uh, podcasters. They don't care about yeah. us. Um, what was it that who did uh, that uh, tongue in cheek thing with the onion uh, recently, where they had an article about podcasting being deregulated? Was it oh the, yeah, yeah. Was it the onion yeah. that did that? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it was podcast networks. Yeah, uh, had to be deregulated. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah yeah because they're so out of control hey one thing is happening on the space and it's a little bit not related but it's kind of on the tech side so for those of you that are podcasters out there there is huge benefit in uh, an initiative that's going on at the fcc right now to make it so the cable box if you have still have cable in your home um is deregulated in other words so that um Companies like Roku and uh, uh, Nexus and all these companies that make set-top boxes can be the replacement for that box, um, that cable box. There's an attempt by the FCC to try to make that happen. And uh, there's being huge pushback by Congress. So for us as content creators, um, the battle for not just the earbuds, but the battle for the HDMI one plug on your TV is really important. So... Um, if you so, feel so inclined, there's a comment period going on where you can comment to the FCC on whether or not you want the ability to uh, uh, pick what box you put underneath your television. And really what that's ultimately going to do is going to be good for us as a space, even though it may be a micro amount of audience that will be able to find us via the set-top boxes, whether it be Apple TV, whether it be a Roku, uh, uh, you name it. Uh, it, it just uh, removing that antiquated piece of crap and allowing some innovation to happen um, is good for the space. They're trying to do that, but they're being fought by Congress in a big way. So um, if, if you think this is something worthy of your time, you know, make a comment on their comment section on the FCC about the set-top deregulation. Ultimately, as content creators, it's going to help you. And, you know, you know, long roundabout way, but... Um, you know, I'm all about uh, taking over. We're, we, as, as content creators, we're all about taking over every medium space. And um, Comcast bad, podcasting good, you know, so that type of thing. 
Andrew Barron said it back in 2005. Be everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. And this is a chance for us to be more places, uh, per se. And I know most of you don't track this kind of stuff. Maybe you heard about it in the news, but it's something you can actively get involved in, get your audience involved in, too. So. Hey, Rob, I haven't asked you lately. Um, are you guys seeing any any bump in your numbers that are related to um, CarPlay and Android Auto yet? Not no. Again, we look at when I look at it, it's it's all comes down to the smartphone. It's it's it's, it's still about the smartphone and people okay. that you know. I'm still of the belief that Android Play or whatever it is called and CarPlay. Um, it's really just about turning your car speakers into a glorified Bluetooth speaker system for your smartphone. And that's, that's the hub of, of podcast consumption is still around the smartphone. You know, we saw our last month, 75.24% of download and streams, whatever you want to call that stuff, directly to mobile devices. That was, yeah. That's the first time we've crossed the 75% mark. And if you combine our numbers, Rob and I are pretty close on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So are you guys so- going to going to be able to to break out consumption through carplay and android auto is there some way of of tracking that already are already are and it's less than one percent i can't tell you the decimal zero 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 what it is but it's um it's less than one way less than one percent yeah that's why it hasn't even come up on my radar yet so it needs to move up a little bit more before i can really yeah I think I'm tracking 160, and it was like 126th or something like that in the list. Okay. It was way low. It was it was lower than apps that uh, had probably been out of utilization in the mainstream for eight years. So that tells you adoption. Did so it get far. above? Did it get above swell? <laughs> I don't, I'd have to look. They're still around. <laughs> no, no, Apple bought swell, but I oh, think okay. it, in swell's yeah. best month ever with us. You know, Apple bought them, and people were like, "Oh, you know, this is you know a great." Ad. You know, they were touting it and swell in its best month ever across all the Lipson shows was like twenty one thousand downloads, and that was the best month. And I was just, I always laughed. And then Apple, Apple didn't buy them because the app was so swell. Apple bought them because of the algorithm and to use and and stuff like the news and other places inside iTunes. Well, it wasn't AccuHire, is what it was. They yeah. they had three Stanford. Uh, uh, machine learning PhDs working on that team. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Rob, as a programming note, I'm going to upset the Apple card again next week, uh, but we can do some alternative stuff. Um, on Saturday the 4th, I am right at the time we would be doing the show as a graduation party kicks off where I'm going to be at. I'm going to my niece's okay. high school graduation. That's so fun. we could do something. Uh, and Sunday's the actual graduation, which is weird. Have the party before the graduation. But um, I would be available maybe Monday sometime to do a show or we could oh, do, okay. you know, I, so just, uh, we'll work it and, um, but, uh, definitely Saturday, Sunday is totally screwed for me, but, uh, uh, we'd have okay. to do it on blab only because I'm, again, I'm not going to be in the studio. Oh, and, okay. And, and Todd, I just want to say congratulations for oh, yeah. news on your daughter. Yeah. yeah. Especially Italian and a rugby player. That's yeah. two big check marks. There yeah. sounds like he's a really good guy. So. Yeah, you, and he's got a job. He works at Citibank. So you know, you know. oh, and a job. That's always yeah, good too. a job. Hey, bonus time, <laughs> bonus points. I was. Uh, I got some texts from uh, some of my Navy buddies, and uh, they said uh, we saw your pictures. And the guys around the office were like, "Oh man, I, if I knew his daughter was that cute, I'd have asked her." Asked, you know. So I was like, uh, "Dollar late." But he's, uh, you know, 
So, yeah, it's too late now. Yeah, so okay. now now I got to figure out how much it's going to cost me. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's for my sponsor over at GeekNewCentral.com. We need some extra GoDaddy sales this month. So <laughs> Get on those promo codes. <laughs> use them, use them, use them. All right, everyone. Thanks for being here. And uh, Rob Walsh, thanks for coming on. I definitely appreciate you coming and chiming in. And uh, everyone that's in this show, you should be subscribed already. If you're not, please hit the subscribe button on newmediashow.com on whichever flavor of application you use. And then uh, we may or may not be back here at the exact same time next week, but we'll try to get a show out. But uh, thanks for being patient with us and Rob and I's worldly travels. Download as much as you can. By the way, Rob, did you at least bring your wife something back from Venice? I did, actually. What did you bring her back? I brought her back a Bologna um, notebook. So it's got the, the graphic of the city on oh, the cover and okay. looks looks all really nice. All right. Is that, that, was that enough to get you out of the doghouse? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> he, he went to Venice by himself, Rob. <laughs> it's all business, guys. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I've done that. I've, I used to travel all over the world. My wife never, I worked for a company where they didn't believe that your spouse should ever travel with you. It was kind of a, a written rule that, Wives and spouses do not travel with the husbands. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I did actually spend time with the CEO of Spreaker because he actually lives in Venice. Oh, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, I know. It's rough, right? Yeah, rough. But uh, I know you've been suffering from jet lag, so we'll let you go. Oh, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty, pretty tough, I know. All right, everyone, uh, Rob or Todd at New Media Show. Chris, you can reach me on Twitter at Geek News. Uh, Rob... Walsh, at Libsyn.com. Yeah. Rob at Libsyn.com. And uh, my ma- main show is todayinios.com. So you can go there. Rob G. Yeah. Uh, Rob at Spreaker.com. That's with an R. And uh, I'm on Twitter at Rob Greenlee. And I do the Spreaker Live Show every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific at SpreakerLiveShow.com. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If you do, please send us an email and let us know what you thought. Thanks for hanging out with us in Blab and on YouTube. And let me actually see what the YouTube numbers were. Keep see what the split was. That's great. Uh, oh, beautiful. About 20 on YouTube and about max 35 on Blab. Good day. All right, there you go. Hey, yeah. thanks for being here, everyone. Take care. Thanks. We'll see Bye. you next Ciao. time. Bye-bye. All right. Almost off. All right. So Bye-bye, Rob, YouTube. Rob. Probably doesn't know that we were on uh, Blab and in YouTube at yeah. the same time. I think he did. Oh yeah. Oh oh, did you? Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know where you were. Uh-huh. So I, I went to Blab first. That's why I was late. I was over on Blab trying to come in. It's like, oh wait a second. That's right. We do this through Skype. And then I remembered. To, so then I went to the Skype and then pinged you in through Skype. <laughs>